Welcome to the I Am Vinyl podcast. My name is Pete LaRussa, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in here at cnjradio.com, or if you're a subscriber via Apple Podcasts. And today's episode is another random set of 25 songs, the February 2020 edition, featuring some recent spins, some recent additions to my collection, along with some notable anniversaries, and closing out the set, the last five tracks that will be played as part of this latest random set of 25 songs will be selections from my top five favorite albums of 2019. As you just heard, as the intro of this episode, this set of songs just opened up with Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song from their third album, Led Zeppelin 3, which was originally released on October 5th, 1970, and was taken from the 180-gram reissue, which was remastered by Jimmy Page and released back on June 2nd, 2014. As I'd mentioned on Episode 1, Led Zeppelin 3 was one of my first vinyl records in my childhood hand-me-down collection. Back then, I would play that song repeatedly on my Fisher-Price turntable while spinning the inner wheel on the front of the album cover, revealing the various images in the multiple holes on the album cover before moving on to another album to listen to. In recent weeks, I spun my 180-gram copy again, and being the Immigrant Song is one of the best album openers in the history of rock, I thought it'd be perfect to open this latest random 25-song set. So let's keep it moving now with an album that turned 50 years old just a few days ago before I began putting this show together an album from a band in which many say was the birth of heavy metal as we know it to be today. The band I'm talking about is Black Sabbath and their self-titled debut album, which was originally released on February 13th, 1970. The track I'm going to play is taken from the 180-gram black vinyl reissue that was released on March 23rd, 2010, by Rhino Records, and it's one of my all-time favorite songs by Black Sabbath. So let's salute Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward for bringing us the birth of heavy metal by playing the last track on side one. And the song is called N.I.B. Thank you. 
That was Black Sabbath with NIB from their self-titled debut album released 50 years ago on February 13th, 1970. And moving on now from those first two opening tracks, I'd like to pay tribute to one of New York Hardcore's most respected drummers who we had just lost recently on January 20th, 2020, Vinnie Value. Back on episode one, I mentioned that I had played drums for No Redeeming Social Value from late 1996 through late 1998. Vinnie Value was the original drummer of the band, whom I had replaced back then, as he would go on to join the legendary New York hardcore band Warzone. He had been playing in both bands prior to this, before making the decision to join Warzone full-time. This left No Redeeming Social Value needing a new drummer, as they had their first European tour booked from March of 1997. I'd been playing in a hardcore band called Step Aside around this time for over two years at this point. I was recommended to Dean Miller from No Redeeming Social Value to get in contact with me by Anthony Vredos, the original bass player from Shutdown and a friend I'd known since the seventh grade after I had transferred to another school. We'd also played in a hardcore band together for a little over a year from late 1993 to late 1994 called Purge, which was the first hardcore band I'd ever been in before joining Step Aside in November of 1994. At this point in time, I was recommended to the band by Anthony. I had just seen my first No Redeeming Social Value show about a month earlier at the PWAC in Long Island, New York, and had bought their first full-length CD, Rocks the Party, which I had been listening to a bunch of times at this point. I received a phone call from Dean Miller sometime during the middle of October 1996, and he began to tell me that he heard the second Step Aside demo, which we had out at the time, and then started to tell me of their situation with Vinnie Value, and that he would be leaving No Redeeming Social Value to join Warzone full-time. He then asked me if I'd be interested in trying out to replace Vinnie on drums, and then added that they had a European tour booked for March of 1997, and needed to get a replacement in as soon as possible, so rehearsals to prepare for the tour could begin. I easily agreed to try out, as it was not an opportunity I could pass up, and I really liked their first CD, and had been listening to it a bunch of times as it is. I met up with them the following Monday night at a rehearsal studio on the Lower East Side here in New York City. We jammed for a few hours on the entire Rocks the Party album and some cover songs that they typically include in their set, and by the end of the session, they asked me if I wanted to join the band, which, of course, I agreed to. Flash forward to January 12, 1997, and my first show with the band, which took place at CBGB's, and would be my first time playing there. I met Vinnie Value for the very first time that night, and as anyone who knew him much more personally than me would tell you, he was one of the friendliest people in the New York hardcore scene. I don't remember much of what we talked about that first time, but I remember he wished me luck and was right there on the stage with us after we had set up and were getting ready to start our set. 
We opened with a song called Sanity from the Rocks the Party album, which to me had one of the more challenging intros in terms of the drums out of their entire set of songs. Naturally, I didn't want to mess up on my first show and within the first few seconds of ever taking the stage with no redeeming social value. But I did mess up slightly and probably dropped the stick due to nerves, and there was Vinny right in front of my drum set, razzing me a little bit in a good-natured way. From then on, I was fine and played through the entire set without any more incidents, and we had a good laugh about my little slip-up afterwards. Even after I had left No Redeeming Social Value in late 1998, I'd attend some of their shows when I could, and was also invited to their HCTV DVD viewing and release party in 2004, which I was a part of, as some of my documented tour footage was used in the DVD. I'd hung out for over an hour or so with Vinny that night, just talking about music, and this was the most time I got to spend with him where I got to know and see what everyone else has been saying in tribute to him since his passing. Then in more recent years, I was invited to join the band on stage for a couple of songs during their 25th anniversary show on March 29th, 2014. Vinny also joined the band again to play a bunch of their classic tracks. We spent a little more time talking about what we were doing musically at the time, and generally had a great time once again, as it was a very memorable anniversary show, with more former band members rejoining the band for some songs along with us. After he had suddenly passed away, I had once again thought of how grateful I was to have had the opportunity I had to have had the recording and touring experiences with no redeeming social value, and the fact that he had paved the way for it to have happened, having been their original drummer. I couldn't thank him personally anymore, but I thought I could pay tribute here on this episode by playing a couple of tracks from his time in No Redeeming Social Value and Warzone. So to begin this set, here's a track from No Redeeming Social Value's second 7-inch record called Hardcore Your Lousy Ass Off, which was released sometime in 1994 and later issued on CD for the first time in the middle of our first European tour in March of 1997 and would be the first time I'd be noted and pictured in one of their releases as their new drummer. Early into our European tour, starting with the very first show, we played this song that I'm about to play right now. So, from the hardcore Your Lousy Ass Off 7-inch record, here is Chains of Hate.
That was No Redeeming Social Value with Chains of Hate, taken from their second 7-inch record, Hardcore Your Lousy Ass Off. And now I want to play what's been my favorite song by Warzone for decades. It's a song I'd actually jam with No Redeeming Social Value for fun during practice sessions at our old rehearsal space, but we'd never played during a show. It's taken from a split 12-inch record with Cause for Alarm, in which their side was entitled Punk Rock, Oi, Hardcore and You, Black and Blue and Still True, Volume 1. This split 12-inch was released in 1995, and the track I'm going to play is taken from the 180-gram white vinyl reissue, which was released sometime in 2017, and the song is called Bullshit Authority. That was Bullshit Authority from Warzone, as that will end this segment and my tribute to Vinnie Value. As I want to reiterate what I had said on my Facebook tribute post on my personal page. Rest in peace, Vinnie, and thank you for laying the groundwork for me to have stepped in and to have had the recording and touring experiences as I was fortunate to have had with No Redeeming Social Value. There's a reason why he was one of the most respected drummers in the New York hardcore scene and in hardcore music in general. He was truly one of a kind, and he will be missed by those who truly knew him much more than I ever had. Now I'm going to play a song from a band who were highly endorsed and played often during breaks in No Redeeming Social Value rehearsal sessions at the time we had our own rehearsal space in New York City. This, in turn, really made me become a huge fan, whereas before I had joined the band, I was much more of a casual fan and only knew of a handful of songs. 
The band is The Ramones, and one of their albums recently turned 40 years old, having been originally released 40 years ago on February 4th, 1980. The album I'm talking about carries an infamous backstory that is detailed in books and in the end of the century, the story of the Ramones movie documentary, which I highly recommend checking out if you've never seen it before. The album goes by the same title as their official movie documentary and is called End of the Century, which was produced by Phil Spector and was supposed to be their big breakthrough album at the time. Unfortunately, it did not make the band much bigger than it had been at that time, and Johnny Ramone would concede that they were destined to remain more of an underground band here in the United States while having more success and notoriety overseas, and they'd just have to keep touring, making records, and trying to make their core fans happy. The track I'm going to play is taken from the 180-gram reissue and remaster released sometime in 2005 and is the album opener, which is a favorite among many fans, including myself, and was covered by Kiss on the 2003 tribute album Wear a Happy Family, a tribute to the Ramones. And the song is called Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the Ramones.
Rock and Roll Radio. Stay tuned for more rock and roll. That was the Ramones with Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio from the album End of the Century. And next up is a track from an album that, had it been released earlier in 2019, might have contended with the albums I've picked as my top five favorite albums of 2019. It's the first album in 13 years by The Who, following their album Endless Wire from 2006, and is simply titled Who, which was released on December 6th, 2019. As I mentioned in my post and first spin of the album on the I Am Vinyl Facebook page, which I invite listeners to join if you haven't already, this would be the first new studio album by The Who that I would get to buy on day one after over 30 years of being a fan of the band. I'd missed out on Endless Wire on day one of its release because the few stores that I was close to from where I worked at the time had no copies available and I had to wait a few days to buy it. To me, it's a really solid album and a great return by Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey in continuing to lead The Who ever since the loss of Keith Moon and John Entwistle. The track I'm going to play is the second track on the album and it's called Ball and Chain.
That was The Who with Ball and Chain from their latest album, Who. As we're going to move on now to a newer band who was featured on the very first episode of the I Am Vinyl podcast when I played two tracks from their first two full-length LPs. The band is Fresno, California's own Haunt, who've just recently released their third full-length LP, Mind Freeze, on January 5th, 2020, and is the first new album of 2020 that I've purchased. This is following their releasing another EP on January 18th, 2019, entitled Mosaic Vision, and two split 7-inch records in November of 2019 with Fortress and Seven Sisters. There were a few various colored vinyl pressings available to order, along with a standard black vinyl edition, and I opted for the limited edition Frozen Pinwheel Blue and Yellow Vinyl Edition. I initially received a slightly damaged copy with a factory scuffing mark at the end of side A, but it was quickly replaced by the great people over at Shadow Kingdom Records within a few weeks of letting them know I had received a slightly damaged copy. A special thanks also to vocalist and lead guitarist Trevor Church for writing back to me when I reported the damage from my purchase via their Bandcamp page and for making sure I'd receive a new copy as well. I plan on going to see Haunt when they play here in Brooklyn, New York on April 5th, 2020 at the Knitting Factory on their Hell's Decibels tour. So I highly recommend you check them out if they're going to be playing in your area. All that being said, here's my current favorite track on the new album, Mind Freeze, in which they've added a new element to their sound on this album with the addition of some keyboards which in this case reminds me a lot of Rush's 80s output, especially the album Signals. And the song is called Have No Fear.
That was Haunt with Have No Fear. As I can pretty much predict that Mind Freeze will likely end up in my top five favorite albums of 2020 with as much play as it's been getting at home and when I'm commuting to and from for work. And following up the first new release to be acquired in 2020 is the final release to be acquired just at the end of 2019. It's a reissue by The Rockologists, which turned 20 years old in 2019, having been originally released in 1999. And it's a compilation of demos by one of my drumming heroes who made me want to become a musician myself back in the 80s. I'm talking about Kiss's legendary drummer, Eric Carr, who had replaced Peter Chris in 1980, as many diehard Kiss fans know. The album is called Rockology and features collaborations with another former member of KISS throughout the 80s and early 90s non-makeup era, Bruce Kulick. The Rockologists released a couple of reissued variations of the album, and I opted for the standard orange marbled vinyl edition, which comes with a couple of collector's cards and a booklet inside the album cover. The album shows that KISS truly passed up on a few great songs, that could have easily been on a Kiss album in favor of some not-so-great songs by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. One of those songs that comes up most in conversation is one that I'm going to play right now. So, from Eric Carr's Rockology, here's the album opener, which also features Bruce Kulick on rhythm and lead guitar, and the song is called Eyes of Love.
That was Eric Carr along with Bruce Kulick with Eyes of Love from the Rockology compilation. My second concert that I had ever attended was Kiss at Madison Square Garden on November 9th, 1990 with Slaughter and Winger as the opening bands during the very successful Hot in the Shade tour, which unfortunately turned out to be Eric Carr's last show as he would pass away a little over a year later on November 24th, 1991. Next up is an album that was originally released on May 11th, 1993 by Metal Blade Records while they had been in a distribution deal with Warner Brothers Records. It's from a band that was brought to my attention thanks to Andrea Verderame at the time who had decided to pick up this album on cassette. The band is Anacrusis and the album is called Screams and Whispers which would turn out to be their fourth and final album. However, 26 years later, the album would be issued for the first time on vinyl in November of 2019 in a few 2LP limited and numbered colored variations and on standard black vinyl. Andrea himself has called them unsung heroes of their time, and it's easy to understand why when hearing this album again 26 years later. The track I'm going to play is taken from my 2LP 180-gram limited and numbered red vinyl edition, number 96 of 200 copies pressed, and is the album opener and first single and video which was released at the time. And the song is called... Sound the Alarm.
That was Anacrusis with Sound the Alarm from the album Screams and Whispers. As we're going to move on now to another album that was released within the last few months of 2019, in which I just acquired less than a week ago as I'm putting this show together. The album is by Finland's own Michael Monroe and is entitled One Man Gang. And it's on a very well-pressed yellow vinyl, which comes with a download code for the digital files and is packaged in a gatefold cover along with a printed liner note and lyric sleeve. I had listened to the album a few times on Spotify towards the end of 2019 and thought the album was great. The track I'm going to play is the album opener and title track, and it's called One Man Gang. Here we go. Well, you know that I ain't That was Michael Monroe with One Man Gang from the album of the same title. And now it's time for a triple block of songs, which will be taken from some recently released reissues by Music on Vinyl that I've acquired in the last couple of months. First up is an album that was originally released on July 25th, 1989. And it's by the legendary Alice Cooper and is entitled Trash. This would be my original entry point to Alice Cooper's music, as previously I'd only known him for being in Jake the Snake Roberts' corner for WrestleMania 3 for his match against the Honky Tonk Man. 
I'd never heard any of his 70s and early to late 80s stuff that had been released prior to this album. I recall that MTV actually gave the video for the first single, Poison, the world premiere and exclusive videographical treatment, along with displaying the usual credits on the lower left side of the screen. Then it went into heavy rotation during their daily rotation and, of course, on Headbangers Ball. To the point that I picked up the 45 single for only 50 cents from a store that was soon to be closing at the time by the name of Record Hut. Not too long after that, I would get a Columbia House pressing of this album as part of the infamous 12 albums for a penny deal, which somehow exited my collection, and I really don't recall how that happened. So 30 years later, after being reissued once again by Music on Vinyl, on December 13th, 2019, it's back in my vinyl collection in reissued form, and given this limited and numbered 30th anniversary silver and black marbled color vinyl treatment, with my copy being number 1,897 out of 2,500 copies pressed. So, from Alice Cooper's Trash, here is his comeback hit single, which peaked at number 7 on Billboard's Hot 100 and was certified gold, and which also brought him back to the top 10 for the first and last time since You and Me was released from the 1976 album Lace and Whiskey, which peaked at number 9. And the song is called Poison.
That was Alice Cooper with Poison from the album Trash. And next up in this triple block of recent colored vinyl reissues by Music on Vinyl is an album that was originally released on June 15th, 1993 and was recently reissued on a 180-gram limited and numbered edition on flaming orange and yellow vinyl. It's by one of my all-time favorite bands, Suicidal Tendencies, and it's called Still Psycho After All These Years, which consists of re-recorded versions of their self-titled debut album, some tracks from their second album, Join the Army, along with an unreleased track from the Lights, Camera, Revolution sessions. I can still recall picking up the original CD at Record Factory the day it was released in 1993. To many fans, myself included, these re-recorded versions of tracks from the self-titled first album and Join the Army are never going to be superior to their original versions. But to me, this record is still worth a listen once in a while. So... Taken from my copy, which is number 624 of 1,500, the track I've chosen to play was originally recorded for the album Join the Army, and it's one that I really think was recorded very well by the Lights, Camera, Revolution lineup, which had added Robert Trujillo at the time, and was featured in live form on the great home video release from 1990 entitled Lights, Camera, Suicidal. And the song is called War Inside My Head. Oh! 
That was Suicidal Tendencies with War Inside My Head from the album Still Psycho After All These Years. And closing this triple block of recent colored vinyl reissues by Music on Vinyl is an album that was originally released on May 23rd, 1995. It's by a band that I featured in my tribute to Rick Ocasek on Episode 7, released on October 9th, 2019, which was another random set of 25 songs, the October 2019 edition. The band is The Bad Brains, and the album is called God of Love, which would turn out to be the second and final album that Rick Ocasek produced for the band 13 years after producing one of my all-time favorite albums, Rock for Light. It turned out to be the lone album recorded for Madonna's record label imprint through Warner Brothers Distribution on Maverick Records. At the time, this was HR's return to the band after the Rise record from 1993, their lone album recorded for Epic Records, with Israel Joseph I fronting the band at that point. I know this album gets a bit of criticism from hardcore fans, but from when I first bought a gold stamp promo CD in the late 90s, I thought it was a fairly decent album and is still a good listen once in a while. Taken from the 180 gram limited and numbered edition, number 879 of 1,000 copies on a green and yellow mixed colored vinyl, which was reissued on December 13th, 2019, along with the silver and black marbled vinyl edition of Alice Cooper's Trash, here's the title track and first single and video released from the album, and it's called God of Love.
That was the Bad Brains with God of Love from the album of the same title. And next up is a track from one of my all-time favorite soundtrack albums, which I typically get in the mood to listen to during this time of year in the fall and winter months. It's taken from a reissue from Record Store Day on April 16, 2016, which was pressed on 300 copies on a black-and-white split-colored vinyl. The soundtrack I'm talking about is Judgment Night, which featured a varied lineup of rock, metal, and alternative bands, collaborating with a varied lineup of hip-hop groups, following the crossover success of Anthrax and Public Enemy's collaboration, Bring the Noise, which was the first single on Anthrax's 1991 gold album, Attack of the Killer Bees. The track I'm going to play is the album opener and lead single by Helmet and House of Pain, which I recall finding a promo CD single sometime in August of 1993 and picking it up before the soundtrack was officially released, one of more than a handful of soundtracks and compilations that Helmet would appear on between 1993 and 1996. And the song is called Just Another Victim.
pointing fingers How I robbed and raped you, bruised and scraped you But those are just lies, cause in your eyes You've been victimized, that's how you size it up You disguise it up and try to make it look real To cover up the low self-esteem you feel Introspection and afterthought Swimming in guilt's your favorite sport But now you're caught up in the undertow You never knew a man could sink so low But now you know, cause you're John Doe In a black bag, a tag on your toe I built the house, I felt the pain You're victimized but got no one to blame Just another victim You're just another victim, kid Just another victim you're just another victim, kid Holy diver, I'm a survivor Feeling like the Nero in Taxi Driver With Jody Foster and Harvey Cartel Looks like I'm walking through a living hell So spark that out, and I'll get lifted Feeling the effects, so I put my splitted Cause I'm gifted, I read Sun Tzu I brought a gun too, so you'll never come to The weight of the world riding on my shoulders Cause I'm a soldier, I thought I told you You're just another victim You're just another victim, kid you're just another victim You're just another victim, kid You're just another victim You're just another victim, kid You're just another victim You're just another victim, kid Just another victim That was Helmet and the House of Pain with Just Another Victim from the Judgment Night soundtrack, which is regarded by many as being better than the actual movie itself, which I did see at a midnight showing with a bunch of friends at an old Lowy's Oriental Theater, which no longer exists for the past few decades here in Brooklyn, New York. And next up is going to be a double shot of cover songs in which I personally feel are better than their original versions. First up is a cover taken from an EP that was originally released on New Year's Day, January 1st, 1987, by a band I just mentioned earlier before Helmet and House of Pain's Just Another Victim was spun. And it's by Anthrax, and it's taken from the I'm the Man EP, which was my introduction to Anthrax and their music, thanks to my older brother Vincent picking up the EP, along with Spreading the Disease and Among the Living at J&R Music World in New York City, which unfortunately also closed several years ago. My brother would end up giving me these albums a few years later, and I still have all three of them to this day. The track and cover song that I'm talking about is from a band I just featured earlier on in this random set of 25 songs, and who I mentioned just celebrated their 50th anniversary release of their debut album on February 13th, Black Sabbath. This cover is from my current favorite album by Black Sabbath and is the title track from their fifth album released on December 1st, 1973 and features some of my favorite drumming by one of my drumming heroes, Charlie Benante. And the song is called Sabbath Bloody Sabbath.
not. That was Anthrax with Sabbath Bloody Sabbath from the On The Man EP. And next up, to close this double shot of cover songs that I personally feel are better than their original versions, is from an album that was released toward the end of 1989 on December 17th, 1989. It's from the second album by Britney Fox, entitled Boys in Heat, which I also spun recently in the past couple of months, along with Anthrax's I'm the Man EP. It's a cover of Nazareth's Hair of the Dog, from the album of the same title, which was originally released on April 3rd, 1975. So without further ado, here is Britney Fox's great version of Nazareth's Hair of the Dog.
That was Brittany Fox with Hair of the Dog from the album Boys in Heat. And next up is going to be a track from a much heavier band, which featured the late great Chuck Schuldner on vocals and guitar. The band I'm talking about is Death, and the album is called Human, which was originally released on October 21st, 1991, and in which I spun again fairly recently at the end of 2019, along with the previous album, Spiritual Healing, and posted up on the I Am Vinyl Facebook page as a double spin and post. The track I'm going to play is the first video of theirs that I'd ever seen on MTV's Headbangers Ball, and would grab my attention enough to want to borrow Andrea Verderame's cassette of Human to add the song to one of my latest mixtapes at the time. Once again, this was a band Andrea brought to my attention when he purchased Spiritual Healing on cassette. The track I'm talking about is a classic in the death metal genre, and it's called Lack of Comprehension. But before that song spins, this little excerpt from Low Life on the Spiritual Healing album is dedicated to Frank Verderame and his classic skit tapes called Bad Mix which he used to make from late 1989 till almost the mid-90s and entertained myself and our friends very much back then. And so it spins right now. Like to see 
That was Death with Lack of Comprehension from the album Human. As we're going to follow up some death metal and move on to a classic German thrash metal band who was previously played on episode 4 and my first random set of 25 songs back on August 7th, 2019. The band I'm talking about is Creator, and the album is my favorite of their discography for quite some time, which I know many diehard fans may not agree with, but I put it up there with other favorites, such as Extreme Aggression from 1989 and Coma of Souls from 1990, both of which I've purchased the 180-gram remasters by Noise Records in recent years, along with the album I'm about to feature here, in this segment. The album I'm talking about is Renewal, which was originally released on October 26th, 1992. The track I'm going to play is taken from the 180-gram 2LP Transparent Green Edition released by Noise Records on February 23rd, 2018, which I was really glad about as Andrea Verderami and I were both contemplating ordering one of the original import pressings on Discogs for a high asking price just to get the album on vinyl. But thankfully, Noise Records decided to reissue the album, making it easily available here in the United States on vinyl for the first time in a well-packaged gatefold edition with excellent and informative liner notes on how the album was made at the time. The track I'm going to play is the album opener, which has some of my all-time favorite drum production in the opening minutes. And the song is called Winter Martarium.
Creator with Winter Martarium from the album Renewal. A perfect track and album for the winter season we're currently in, I'd say. And next up is going to be a double shot of tracks from two albums that have recently turned 30 years old. First up is the full-length debut album by Primus, Frizzle Fry, which was originally released on February 7th, 1990, and followed their first official release in the form of the live EP, Suck On This, which was released in November of 1989. Myself and the Verderami brothers would get into Primus over a year later from the release of Frizzle Fry, when the album Sailing the Seas of Cheese was released, and Primus were featured in an interview segment with Ricky Rackman on MTV's Headbangers Ball, 
while debuting the video for Jerry Was a Race Car Driver. But that's a story for next year when that album turns 30 years old. For now, taken from the limited edition 180-gram pink vinyl that was released on September 29, 2015, here's a favorite track of mine from the album Frizzle Fry. You might be familiar with the name as a fan of Primus. His name is Harold. Otherwise known as Harold of the Rocks. It was a Bring a friend. His name is Harold.
It's the last I've seen of Harold. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. 
That was Primus with Harold of the Rocks from the album Frizzle Fry. And as you heard at the tail end, I threw in a portion of the bonus track and cover song by The Residents that was added as of 2002, which is one of my favorite parts of the album, and closes the 180-gram pink vinyl edition, Constantinople. And next up is the second album, which recently turned 30 years old, which was originally released on February 13th, 1990. The album is Shake Your Moneymaker by The Black Crows, who would inevitably turn out to be the very first band I'd ever see in concert when my cousin Joe Leone and I would end up winning front row tickets to see The Black Crows open for heart at the Fiddler's Green Amphitheater in Greenwood Village, Colorado, on August 22, 1990, courtesy of radio station KBPI, who still rocks the Rockies to this day. I recently told this story on my debut appearance on the Rock and Roll Experiences with Mike Brunn YouTube podcast show, in which my brother Vincent and I appeared as guests on January 21st, 2020, talking about our top 10 favorite concerts of all time. My cousin Joe was living in Colorado at the time, after previously living in New Jersey and here in Brooklyn, New York, and I had gone up to visit and stay for what would be two summers in a row in 1990 and 1991. In their house, they had a phone which had one of the quickest speed dial features I'd ever known of, and he would often win tickets to shows or prizes in the form of autographed CDs and cassettes from various bands. So one afternoon while we were listening to KBPI, we heard the DJ mention that they would be giving away tickets to see the Black Crows and Heart at the Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. All we had to do was listen to an interview clip they were about to play and figure out who it was that was speaking. I picked up on a clue that pointed to the Eagles, and I told my cousin, It's Don Henley. Call them up and say it's Don Henley. And I'll just let this little piece of documented audio tell the rest of the story. KBPI, who's this? It's Joe. Joe, tell me, who was that man that was talking? Don Henley. Don Henley? You really think that's Don Henley? Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right, man. You're going to Heart and Black Crows. <laughs> really, man? Absolutely. Fourth row tickets for you, man. All right. Going to be a hot show, and you're going to be there. Yeah, man. What's the radio station being around the world? KBPI. As you just heard, it was indeed Don Henley who was speaking in the interview clip, and that was me and my It's Time to Change, Peter Brady-esque 14-year-old voice cracking up a storm in the background while my cousin Joe was on the phone winning our front row tickets to see the Black Crows open for heart at the Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. A truly memorable moment in my life that never gets old no matter how many times I've heard it, and I'm always brought right back to being in Joe's old room going crazy in the background, as you just heard in that audio clip. Joe's gripe at the time was that when others would call in and win tickets to shows, they never seemed excited about it and were very ho-hum about it most of the time. So he wanted to make it a point to display some excitement if we did win the tickets, which we most certainly did. We were big fans of Shake Your Money Maker at the time and mainly wanted to see the Black Crows, but we did stay for the entire concert to see Hard as well, as we were very familiar with their biggest hits, 
and both bands were great, and it was a very memorable concert experience, especially being my first in an arena type of setting. So with all that background history having been said, here's the first single and video from the Black Crow's debut album, Shake Your Moneymaker, which is taken from the 180-gram reissue that was released sometime in 2015, and which is a track that peaked at number 75 on Billboard's Hot 100 singles chart. And the song is called Jealous Again.
That was The Black Crows with Jealous Again from the album Shake Your Moneymaker, which closes this segment of two albums, which recently turned 30 years old, with many more to come as this year of 2020 progresses. And next up, it's time for my top five favorite albums of 2019, which will close out this latest episode of the I Am Vinyl podcast. Coming in at number five is an album that was released on February 22nd, 2019, which I acquired on vinyl recently on January 20th, 2020. A very well-pressed 2LP 45 RPM gray vinyl edition limited to 1,500 copies. The band I'm talking about has been played a few times on the I Am Vinyl podcast, and it's New Jersey's own Overkill, and the album is called The Wings of War. The track I'm going to play is the third song on the album, which has one of my all-time favorite breakdown sections on any Overkill album, which reminds me of the first hardcore band I was ever in, as I mentioned in the early portion of this show, Purge. And the song is called Head of a Pin.
That was Overkill with Head of a Pin from the album The Wings of War, my number five album of 2019. And next up and coming in at number four is an album that was released on August 23rd, 2019 and would turn out to be the first album in 23 years by another band known for their thrash metal sound in the late 80s and early to mid 90s, Sacred Reich with a great comeback album entitled Awakening. The track I'm going to play is taken from the Clear with Black Splatter pressing, which was limited to 500 copies, and is one that I saved to play on this occasion, as I figured the album would make it into my top five albums of the year, as I gave it lots of play at home and commuting to and from for work. And the song is called Death Valley.
That was Sacred Reich with Death Valley from the album Awakening, my number four album of 2019. And next up and coming in at number three is an album that was released on May 17th, 2019, which was released on a few different limited and colored vinyl variations along with a standard black vinyl edition. This will also be the second time I've played this band twice on one episode after they were featured on episode one and my Who Am I introductory episode here on the I Am Vinyl podcast. The band is Haunt, and the album is their second full-length LP prior to their latest album, Mind Freeze, in which I played the title track on the as-mentioned episode one of this podcast. The album is called If Icarus Could Fly, and the track I'm going to play is taken from the limited edition Yellow and Red with Black Splatter Vinyl Edition, which was limited to 1,500 copies. And the title of the track is set to spin right now. And I'll send this one out to my friend and KISS Roundtable participant, Joe Malazzo. And the song is called, It's In My Hands. I'm gonna be 
That was Haunt with It's In My Hands from the album If Icarus Could Fly, my number three album of 2019. And next up and coming in at number two is an album that was released on May 3rd, 2019 by one of my all-time favorite bands in which I discussed previously on the I Am Vinyl podcast, which was also released on a few colored vinyl variants. The band is Bad Religion, and the album is entitled Age of Unreason. The track I'm going to play is taken from the opaque mango-colored vinyl edition and which closes the album. Another case where I saved this track for this show, as I figured this album would end up in my top five albums of 2019. And the song is called What Tomorrow Brings.
That was Bad Religion with What Tomorrow Brings from the album Age of Unreason, my number two album of 2019. And now it's time for my number one album of 2019. A band and album that was featured in episode one in my Who Am I introductory episode and episode seven, another random set of 25 songs, the October 2019 edition. A fairly newer band from within the last five years who've released a few EPs and singles and who released their debut full-length album on January 25th, 2019. The band is called Puppy and the album is entitled The Goat. The track I'm going to play is taken from the limited edition Pink Vinyl Pressing, which received plenty of spins at home in 2019, along with heavy play on my commutes to and from work, and otherwise when I'd be bike riding or walking around my neighborhood taking care of errands. So, from my number one favorite album of 2019, here is Puppy with the opening track to their debut album, The Goat, and the song is called Black Hole.
That was Puppy with Black Hole from the album The Goat, my number one favorite album of 2019, which once again I highly recommend to those who've never heard the entire album before and may have only heard them on this podcast. I also recommend checking out their latest EP entitled Three on Spotify, along with their first two EPs and various singles they've released since 2015. I look forward to more great music from this band and hope we'll see their second full-length LP released as soon as possible. And that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the I Am Vinyl podcast, which I hope you all enjoyed. And as always, I encourage you all to please check out our other shows here at cnjradio.com, The Wrestling House Show, Rock Strikes 10, The Synaptic Empire, Talking Rock, and The Last Theater. So until the next time, thank you so much for tuning in once again to the I Am Vinyl podcast, and we'll see you next time for our next episode right here at cnjradio.com.